G'day. Thanks for joining us here at Once When I Was Cool, a weekly podcast about the things that we used to like when we were kids. My name is Dave. Uh, joining me across the internet is my little mate, Wee. How are you, Wee? I'm very well, thank you. You're looking, looking well today. Thanks, mate. So are you? You're looking stellar there again. I noticed that you've changed out of your uh, your pineapple uniform that you had last week. It's good to see that you're a little bit different this week. I, I am a little. I've actually uh, worn the same hat, but it's just... Oh, okay. Have you had the opportunity to wear that outfit again? I need to work, and it said it's the new nurse's uniform. Oh, right. There you go. Well, <laughs> I'll see how that goes. Um, and joining us again uh, from Canada is uh, Stacey. Stacey, thanks for coming back for a second episode. We've, uh, we've uh, continued, we're going to continue on with the same theme that we had from last week. Uh, it, was, it was good fun. We got a good bit of feedback from there. And um, how have you been this week? You know what? It's a busy week and it's cold. <laughs> That's what Canada is, you know, for the next probably five, six months. So it's nice uh, to take a break and chat with you guys and hear that you guys are having some uh, nice warm weather there. I wish wish I was there, but you know, COVID. So here we all are on the internet. Yeah, they, that's exactly right. COVID still. And uh, as we record this, we are still in lockdown. Uh, hopefully by the time it comes out, we're a little bit more free to travel in Australia. So, oh, and I forgot, well, of course. Don't, yeah, don't yeah, forget. yeah. No, nearly forgot the Shout. third, the third part, the, uh, the third yeah, arm let- of the triangle. Yes, the big shout out there to um, producer Simon. I can't believe you forgot him, mate. I just I didn't. I was coming it. around to it. All oh, right. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. He's Look at him rolling his eyes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. mate, he's getting animated. Now. <laughs> Don't usually see that. Ah. Uh, right. Anyway, he's getting us out there to your earballs. So uh, as another, always. yeah, good on you, Simon. So another big episode this week. We're going to finish off uh, some of the episodes that we saw and uh, some of the shows that were, were that were big to us when we were younger. So um, we, Stacey, once when I was cool again. We used to watch the television of Aaron Spelling, and this week we're going to sort of move further on into the eighties. We covered quite a few last episode, and uh, I, I would suggest uh, that you you sort of listen into the last one if you if you like if you wanted to hear those ones. Not not mandatory hearing. I mean, we're going to start again, and then so it's just our opinions of what went on from before. So next one I want to talk about, and this is probably one of the big ones of um, of Aaron Spelling sort of time, uh, and that was the show. Well, we in Australia call it Dynasty. Stacey, what do you call it? We call it Dynasty in Canada and the United States. But yeah, this was a great show. You know, you want to talk about glitz and glamour. I mean, these women, uh, there was an iconic scene. I'm not sure if uh, you remember where uh, there was Crystal and uh, I can't remember, that was, uh, Joan Collins' character, I can't remember what her name was, but they had a big fight in their evening gowns. They ended up in the pool and makeup was everywhere. And I mean, that show was all about excess. Alexis. Uh, there you go. Yes, yes. And yeah, it was, I mean, it was fabulous. And, uh, you know, because of the fact that they were always so prim and proper, then you see these two women slugging it out and ended up in a swimming pool. I mean, it was fantastic. Yeah, and it was one of those shows that sort of came on. And I, I was um, mistaken when we were looking into this. I was doing some research because I couldn't understand why he directed one, or why he was involved with one, but not the other. And, um, I always thought that Dynasty was actually a spin-off of Dallas, but it wasn't until I started reading that it was actually made by a different different TV channel just to compete with the ratings of Dallas because Dallas was such a huge show uh, it, it, because the the um, the theme and the underlying stories are very similar. From, from yeah. that point, I was just going to say that to me, I watched, I remember Dallas more than, Dynasty was a big thing. So I think there was sort of two camps. It was a Dallas camp, a Dynasty camp. From my point, again, 
um, for us, it was it was it was Dallas, and that's what we had to watch. You know, with the big start at the beginning. Um, I know that with my wife, it was more dynasty uh, or dynasty, either or, um, rather than um, than Dallas. But, uh, you know, for me, I didn't realise they were a competition. To me, that could have been the same show. If I didn't see the beginning credits, I probably could say that <laughs> they were the same people in the same show. No, you've got JR and all the... And, oh, uh, I know What was that. Patrick Duffy's name in it? Um, Bobby. the brother. Yeah, Bobby. And, they were, and they were a bit like the, the Kennedys, I guess, really, weren't yeah. they, the, uh, in, in Dallas, whereas, um, whereas Dynasty had quite a few different sort of um, families and other sorts of things in it as well. But I see what you mean, similar stories. It was similar stories so what about you Stacey what are your thoughts on both of them you know I don't think that Dynasty had the pull of the character that Dallas did having somebody like JR because everybody had an opinion on JR right like they would you know if somebody did something bad they would refer to them as, as JR right like there was he was just so known in culture um, for being the bad guy and you love to hate him and you know people would get riled up every week and of course we had talked about this the who shot jr episode was still mm-hmm. one of the most watched um you know cliffhangers of all time and then you had to wait that whole summer and people were talking about it there were articles coming out like you said there were t-shirts uh you know who shot jr or i shot jr and mm-hmm. and uh, to get to the end of that actual series and when it finally came on i mean it was a huge deal dynasty you know maybe not quite as good it, it still showed the excess and it still showed the you know the dream that everybody wants you want to live like a rich person but i still don't think it had the pulpit dallas did uh and it's easy. No, I, there you go oh no i was gonna say that yeah thanks mate i was just gonna say that's exactly how <laughs> i looked at it in terms of can i tell you to me it was with the uh, the Ewing family, it was the good cop, bad cop, because you always had the two sons, the good son and the evil son, and the evil son who was JR. And at the end of the day, I don't believe he was so evil. He was just a man who knew what he wanted and would go, you know, he'd probably sell his mother to get what he wanted. But that not that what business was about? But isn't that what it's still about today? It's probably more normalised yeah. behaviour these days in the cutthroat society and the capitalism. Listen to us getting all philosophical. But I think it's probably more acceptable behaviour these days because we see it everywhere, um, whereas there was it wasn't the norm uh, back in those days. Well, yeah. and even for to see the Ewing family and, you know, they they can pick up in their helicopter and just fly to whatever city they want and, you know, they have these lavish hotel rooms and, uh, you know, the the people at the top, like the JRs and, and Cliff Barnes, who was the rival, of course, in that, you know, they had all these schemes and they were trying to kill each other. And they really went into the depths of depravity in a lot of cases with that movie. Whereas I think when when Spelling did Dynasty, and I know it was supposed to be a competition, but he went more of the, um, I mean, there was obviously lying and scheming in that show too, but he really wanted to show celebrity royalty and show what it would be like to live uh, in those houses. And, you know, again, they had the fighting families, kind of the, the standard story. But I really think that, you know, as much as I love Darren Spelling shows, I really think Di- uh, Dallas did it better. Yeah, I agree. Fair enough. Fair enough. I certainly remember more of Dallas and remember sitting down as a family to watch Dallas than we ever did of uh, Dynasty. Um, but interestingly enough, we still... I, I, 
Well, I seem to run. I mean, um, I'm sure my mother, Ruby, will have a better understanding of this than I did, but I, I don't remember watching a lot of Dynasty, I, I, but I do remember watching Dallas and it being one of the shows that we had to watch each week. Yeah, and that's the key right there is you had to watch it because your family gathered around it and it was an event. It was planned, right? Everybody, you had to make sure that you saw that so you could talk to your friends or co-workers the next day and talk about what happened because you knew everybody was going to be talking about it. Correct. Yeah, and interestingly, they've made this in 2017, it's in its fourth series now, they've done a remake of um, of Dynasty. You know, they also did a remake of, of Dallas as well. And oh, I they? actually watched it. Yeah. yeah, I watched it for a couple seasons. They tried to carry it on from uh, the Ewing family's kids. So yep. they had uh, I, JR's youngest kid and Bobby's kid, and they had taken over the ranch and, and Ewing Oil and... It was pretty good, to be honest with you. I thought it was good. A lot of people didn't like it, which is why they didn't go past, I think it was two seasons. Mm -hmm. But the premise was still there, and I have such an attachment to Dallas. Mm -hmm. I think that's why I really, really enjoyed the the reboot as well. Okay. And they did have some of the classic characters. Lucy Mm -hmm. came on. You remember Lucy from the show? She came on, and there was a couple that that were in the original that that actually came in the reboot as well. All right, but... They've also done Dynasty, which is probably more along the lines of what we're talking about. And I haven't seen it. Thanks. We've gotten the idea that you really love Dallas. (laughs) And you were hoping that Aaron Spelling should have done Dallas. That's what we're talking about. Yes. Yes. Yes, but I have not seen the Dynasty reboot. Okay, all right. Well, it's it's still going anyway, and it's interesting that some of the characters, uh, some of the actors in it um, turned up in a few of uh, Aaron Spelling's shows a bit later on as well, the ones that are in the reboot of Dynasty, just looking at the names here. But moving on from Dynasty, um, another cop drama that he seemed to to be in, and uh, it was... um, It was one that I kind of remember on the peripheries. I don't remember it up close, but I know it's been talked about a lot and and, um, I'm not sure how much we actually watched it, but that was TJ Hooker. Um, Wee, do you remember TJ Hooker? No, look, I've heard of it. I haven't, I can't remember it, uh, to be honest. I think it was, um, it it was just one that I'd heard of and there's a lot of references to, in American movies as well to it, you know. Especially if there's a female cop, they say TJ Hooker. Um, But TJ Hooker was actually William Shatner who was um, in that space show. What was the the Star Trek? Star Trek. Star Trek. Yeah. Do you remember TJ Hooker, Stacey? You know, I do, but it's not for the reason that you might think. It's actually kind of strange. One of the side characters, it's a fellow by the name of Adrian Zmed. Yep. And he was in a, the sequel to Grease, the movie Grease 2, which mm-hmm. people are not going to be happy about this, but I loved Grease 2 far more than the original Grease. <gasps> and- oh, <laughs> controversy. Man, I'm going to use that as a promo clip. I've got to look at the <laughs> yeah. time you know there. Yeah. I figured there'd be some people in Australia wow. who are not happy to hear that, but when I mean, it could have been the timing, but honestly... We probably watched that Grease 2 movie maybe 20 times over the summer. We learned the lyrics, we learned the dance moves, and Adrian Zmed was one of the main characters, and he had come from T.J. Hooker. So was, that's how I associated Was that Michelle Pfeiffer that. in that? She was in that, yes, mm. yes. 
Wow. Okay. Yeah. That's, that's controversial. Good on you for saying it though. Um, I know that uh, my sister, Christelle, has probably just screamed at the, uh, screamed at her, uh, her, her listening device. Player. Yeah. Her device. Uh, because she was, she was, she is a huge fan of Greece and I don't know that she would uh, agree with you there, but interesting. But anyway, back to TJ Hooker. Um, yeah, look, and of course it was one of the, the shows that broke Heather Locklear into the big screen. Um, she was, she was, I think came in in the second season and was uh, one of the main characters from there and something that she was well known for as well. And, you know, like you guys, I don't really remember a whole lot about the plot itself other than, you know, it was another police show. It was no chips, put it that way. <laughs> no, but nothing was. Um, but, yeah, interestingly, uh, Heather Locklear then went on to be in uh, Melrose Place, which is another um, Aaron Spelling show that we're going to talk about in a few more episodes. Um, so, yeah, TJ Hooker was another one. It's well known. I, I can't really tell you much about it, but it, it's something that is worth mentioning because it was there um, from that. So the next one I guess we go on to if we're going to go in chronology and probably the big one um, that Aaron Spelling is well known for was Beverly Hills 90210. Now, I was um, not a big TV watcher when I was a kid, um, especially of these sorts of shows. We had different sorts of drama shows. But I, I think from about the time I was, uh, I don't know, I don't know. At some point in there, it ran from 1990, I was going to say as a teenager, but I obviously wasn't a teenager then. Um, But I remember watching quite a few series of Beverly Hills 90210, and I don't know why that was. was. It ran from 1990 to 2000. Um, What about you, Stacey? You're a watcher of it? Yeah, I didn't miss an episode. Uh, I was already, I just basically started my first job in radio in 1990. And there was a group of us that would uh, get together and we'd watch the show and dissect it. And then I was co-hosting a morning radio show at the time too. So then we would talk about it the next day. I mean, it was that big that everybody was talking about it. I mean, the characters in it, I can tell you the main characters. I know we touched a little bit on Tori Spelling in it and how she got her role as Donna Martin. Mm. I didn't particularly like the character, but you know, I guess she was Aaron's daughter. So that's probably why she got cast. But mm. you look at, you know, Luke Perry is as uh, no, Dylan. And then, I was so upset when yes. Luke Perry died. He was such a great oh, actor. And of all I the know. people out of that, why him? There was plenty others that could have gone first. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, he was great. And I'd actually, you know, and this is probably not going to win me any fans in my age group, but I was actually watching Riverdale. He was starring in Riverdale, which is supposed to be a remake uh, yes. of the Archie comics, right? So Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah, the Archie comics is another one I could talk about for hours because it was it was huge in my house growing up. Mm. But uh, yeah, he was, um, Luke Perry was such a great actor and to die of a stroke, and I think he was only just turned 50. Um, yeah, he was yeah, early 50s. So yeah, mm. it was terrible. Yeah, really. Um, but yeah, a lot of people use that as a springboard. Of, um, Shannon Doherty is another one who sort of left um, uh, in um, unpopular circumstances. So the rumours went. And that was the other thing around um, 90210 in the time before the internet or and certainly before the internet was huge. You used to rely on all these magazines and these fan magazines uh, that would give you the information about what had happened and why had um, Shannon Doherty, you know, why had she left and wh- where did she go to? The other one that I remember um, being in there was the one that was pretending to be her name. What was her name? Um basically the sixth one of the group, but was she was 38 or something when they were filming. Oh, was, yeah. I don't yeah, think Gabrielle she was that Cartaris. old. But yes, yeah, yes. Yeah, she was, uh, oh, what was her name in the show, though? Um, yeah, I know you, you, who you're talking about. Yeah, and, the one that was, was, Andrea. 
Yes, she was in the reboot as well. Yeah, she. Oh, okay. that, that was kind of really a weird character because she was so much older than the rest of the group. Yes, honestly, uh, I take nobody in, at high school where I went to looked anything like that. The best thing I like rats. That was pretty much it. I just. I think, and uh, they did keep calling her Shannon in that too, and she didn't like it in that either. What was that uh, in? Sorry, you glitched out there, mate. More, more rats. Oh, the Kevin Smith movie. Yep. Yeah, Kevin. He's a, he's an awesome dude. Yeah. But you know, they kept calling her uh, Shannon in that as well, and she didn't like it in that. Mm. But um, can I say that you know this is I was I finished high school in 1990. That was my last year of high school, so it was very big and popular through that year when it came on. So it was a big popular, oh, you've got to watch Beverly Hills 90210. And then it actually carried on. And when I started uh, my career in, which was hospital-based training then, um, the young adult women were all talking about it and they all had to. So these are women who are probably five years my senior, so mm. still older, but talking about what we were talking about the year before in, in, in school and it was just this popularity thing. And I have to say, I, I used to watch it as well. Towards the end I didn't, uh, but probably for the first two or three years I, I, was, I was right into it um, because, you know, my girlfriend was into it. Mm. Um, so it was a real talking point. But wasn't that the premise that um, that the um, well, Jason Priestley and Shannon Doherty's characters, they were brother and sister, weren't they? Yeah, and they'd moved from Minnesota to California. Yeah, so that was and kind of so they didn't really fit in with the rich kids or something. Yeah, um, and then, you know, Brandon Walsh, which was Jason Priestley's character, was, you know, this wholesome guy. And then, of course, he comes into California and starts doing a few bad things. And they really kind of upped the ante every season. You know, they added some characters. They, they dealt with some pretty serious issues, too. Um, you mm. know, there was, like, uh, domestic abuse and that sort of thing as, as things got going. But yeah. I don't know, it was just something about the show and most of the characters that were just endearing to a lot of people. And you still every and was their little diner hangout thing? Was that the Peach Pit? Was that their their place? And Nate ran the Peach Pit. Do you remember Nate? I think so. I can't remember him. I remember the Peach Pit, and I remember there was an older guy there, but I didn't remember Nate. Yeah, no. Anyway, yeah, yeah. Um, but it was it was a show that sort of went on, and then they did the reboot um, a few years ago, and I'm not sure is the reboot still going? No, I think they cancelled it because. Uh, the you know the ratings just weren't what they thought it was going to be and i we tried to watch it hoping that we were going to get kind of that same you know 90210 feeling but it was the characters and they were growing up and they were trying to talk about doing a reboot and that was the premise of the show and i don't know you know it was i guess it, it seeing them all together on screen was kind of cool but just I don't know. It wasn't the same as the original, and I found it really kind of difficult to watch. And I think it was Tori Spelling's idea, probably because, from what I understand, she needs money now. Um, and it just <laughs> 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 Who would have thought, with her father having it. so much, so much money from all these shows, that she? Well, anyway, there you go. I, I think I remember just seeing part of it. And what was the blonde dude? You know, the big footy-looking the one in Sharknado. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's um, uh, Steve, Steve Sanders. It was Ian Zeering is his real name, but he was Steve in the show. Why is it Ian and not Ian? I'm not sure. Maybe yeah, it's Ian. Yeah. Uh, I-, I O N. Yeah. Is that his name? I O N? Yeah, no, like, it's like I- a molecule. It's I- 
It's yes. spelled like Ian, but, he but they call him I. He knows. Yeah. So, yeah. So, it's, so it's Ian. So, Ian, um, if you're listening, it's Ian. Yes, um, that's likely. Yeah. But... <laughs> I think I remember, and he was married and trying to talk and give advice to his child, his like teenage child that was there. And I'm going, this is this is just weird. I can't watch this. I sort of watched five minutes of it as I flicked through, and then that was it. And yeah, it wasn't good. No, no, but he he went on to a much better stellar career of the five um, Sharknado movies. They were, <laughs> I watched the first oh. one. I think I watched the first two, and they were so ridiculous. But they were laughing at themselves, and that's what was so good about it. It was that it was it was just a mockery of itself and all those shark films, and it, it was it was great. I really enjoyed them. So you don't have Sharknados in Australia. No, <laughs> no. Well, <laughs> around the town that I grew up in, I grew up in a town called Ballina, which is um, just near Byron Bay, and it's had the greatest number of sh- fatal shark attacks in the last few years. Is just phenomenal how much shark. Two in the last um, two months, isn't it? It's two in the last mm. two months, and then yeah. others that have just been bitten and. Mm. Yeah, so anyway, but no, we don't have shark natives, which is uh, quite fortunate, really. And out of um, out of uh, 90210 came the next show, which was one of the uh, another one of the mainstays, which is really sort of probably aimed at a, a sort of older audience. Was uh, Melrose Place? But it was yeah, you know, it was aimed at more of a uh, young 20s, early twenties. Yeah, early twenties. So f- for me, it was the the next step. And it took me ages to work out that they were sort of related, those shows. Um, but for me, it was more of, um, it, that was more interesting to me where I only watched like the first couple of years. I was straight over to Melrose Place because that was mm. what everyone was sort of around our age were, were lo- watching and, and, and looking at. It had some strange sort of um, storylines in it. Didn't one of the ones that was a doctor or something was married to the doctor, the one with the red hair, didn't she become possessed or schizophrenic or something like that and wanted to go on and kill everyone? You know, I didn't, I don't really recall a whole lot about Melrose Place. I know that I watched it, but not as religiously as 90210. Mm. Uh, and you said Heather Locklear was on Melrose Place. There were And some, she was really uh, nasty. She was a nasty character in that. Yeah, mm. Sa- Sammy Joe, I think, was her name, if I recall correctly. Right. And uh, yeah, yeah, there was, uh, you know, uh, quite a few of those characters that were, uh, that, that show was definitely a step up in nastiness from 90210. 90210 mm. was made for, you know, working things out, trying mm. to work out the problems. But Melrose Place was a lot about, you know, the, the, as you said, the older crowd. And there was a lot of cheating and lying and death plots. Yep. And, you know, mm. he, he really upped it in Melrose Place. Amanda Woodward was her name in that. I yes, Sammy, she was. Sammy oh, Joe was in TJ Hooker. Right there, you go. <laughs> but Andrew Shue made himself a big sort of name. He was sort of on all the uh, covers of those uh, sort of teenage and early Cosmos and things he, like that. He also cashed in on his sister's name as well, Elizabeth. Shue yeah, absolutely, um, absolutely. She sort of disappeared um, from the limelight fairly quickly and has hadn't really done anything. But there's a, a TV show on Amazon called The Boys, and she turns up in that, and she's fairly nasty in that as well. Um, that's just a sideline. Had nothing to do. Well, and I'm sure they'll probably see her in, uh, in Cobra Kai, which of course is the Karate Kid spinoffs that's on Netflix now. So, oh, okay. uh, they're hinting that she's going to be back. Right there, you nice. go. Good. Nice. Everything old's new again. Um, yeah, <laughs> except, so not- except us, mate. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it was interesting that um, some of the characters that were in. Um, 
Melrose Place, like you say, they become they dealt with some some next level sort of nastiness in there, and uh, it seemed to be that uh, oh, they had these episodes that were um, kept bringing you back in these storylines, whether it be um, uh, what did we say Heather Locklear as um, being just generally nasty for everything, mm. um, and otherwise I think it was Marsha Cross that was. Uh, Kimberly Shaw, I'm looking here, but she, I'm sure she, she got involved with the the doctor who was married to somebody else in Melrose Place, and then they split up when these two became a couple, and etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. And there's just all the drama and the tension of um, what you thought when you're in your twenties might be real life, but it really wasn't. But you, you couldn't take that much drama in your life, I'd have to say. And, it's, <laughs> and I think it was more soap opera like. Yeah. And based based out of just an apartment building, really, wasn't it? It was with a big courtyard that they all shared. That's pretty much... And my wife and I quite often walk into little apartment places and have a look and they've got the little pool in the centre and the stairs and the two storeys and you look in and go, oh, Melrose Place. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, there's definitely some, you know, iconic characters and moments from the show, but but as far as if we're comparing, you know, Dino 210 to Melrose, I still think that... 90210 had a had a better premise and, and maybe it was just the time for me but mm. like I said not this place I kind of you know got lost a little bit and, and couldn't really stay attached to it and you know like when you talk about some of those really crazy storylines I mean there's drama and then that's just way beyond drama that you know I don't know how many people you know that would live lives like that but I don't know <laughs> No, that's Eddie. exactly right. And I don't know that I'd want to either. Um, but interestingly, um, uh, 90210, 90210 went for longer, uh, went before Melrose and then finished after it as well. So, yeah. Mm. I think I think the difference is is that people wanted, to, when we were growing up, people wanted to be those people in, in 90210, you know, to be at the higher end with the friends and to be the popular people, have all the bits and pieces. No one wanted to be anyone in Melrose Place. That was just people living out their lives. It was just drama. But you know what I mean? So that's where it sort of went for me. I went, well, it was more that just age maturity for, for me. I just, being a bloke, I suppose, I just look at things maybe a bit different was more interesting with the with the underhandedness, I suppose, and the, <laughs> then um, you, you know, then then the other things. I mean, that's that's where it was for me. Hmm, fair enough. So there was. What about you, Dave? What was your oh, favourite? Yeah. I like Melrose Place when it was on. Um, I don't know. It was all around the time that I sort of I, I watched Beverly Hills nine hundred two one zero, and I watched Melrose Place. Um, I remember it was around the time that I was legally old enough to go out and start drinking and go to the pubs, and these were always on at times when, um, when it got it drinking in the way time. Of, yeah, when it was in the way of other social activities. So I didn't certainly didn't watch it um, enough to be able to, um, you know, to have to stay at home and not go out because of it. Um, but I also know a lot of the storylines for some reason, and I don't really have that much memory of sitting around. I remember I lived in Sydney at the time, and um, we used to sit down and watch both of them. So um, yeah, I obviously did watch them. So, but yeah, they don't. It's not something I'd go and chase. They they were midweek shows, so they're not weekend shows. So you I, was were shi- just like, I was a new shift worker, mate. Any time was drinking time if you weren't at work. Yeah, true that. Okay. <laughs> you, had, anyway. you had a life, is that what you're saying? I like to think I did, but I probably did know. Country boy <laughs> in the big city, yeah, everything's new to you. So, so another spinoff out of. Um, 90210 Melrose Place was Models Inc. And this was fairly short lived. Um, it had, it, I can't really remember it. It had Carrie Ann Moss, who was uh, from um, The Matrix. 
who was, what was she, Trinity in The Matrix? Um, and also had an Australian um, Cameron Datto in it as well. Um, it That's was a, right. It was fairly short-lived. Um, yeah, and, oh, sorry, and just looking here now, it had Linda Gray as well who was Sue Ellen Ewing. Yeah, Sue Ellen. Um, and so this Models, Inc., I take it was about a... a um, Modeling, modeling company, modeling agency. It only seemed to go for a, a, yeah one season, twenty nine episodes. So it didn't really go for long. But it's another one that seems to stick out in my mind for some reason. I don't know why. I couldn't tell you anything about it. Probably because at that stage, seeing an Australian on anything uh, was usually a fairly big sign of something successful, and it fell over. So, yeah. What about yeah. you, Stacey? <laughs> I do not recall it at all, to be honest with you. I don't recall uh, the, you know, I, I the name is about all, but I don't think I would have had like watched even one episode of that. So none of it really sounds familiar to me. Yeah, so, so it's maybe, sort maybe of that's about the time that I got a life was when. It nah. came <laughs> um, well, it was probably on a bit late. If you were on morning radio, you would have had to get up at about three in the morning to get yeah. ready, wouldn't you? Yes. Probably, probably too yes. late for you. Oh, it had um, Daphne Zuniger in it too. It's a direct spin-off of Melrose Place. There you go. I think it's a um, yeah, yeah. I think Heather that she. I think that she was. They were the crossover people in it, so yeah. that the, the story could keep going. Um, yeah, look, there was nothing much in it. I, I just remember the name. I can't actually remember what it was about, but I'm sure it was that next level of um, horrible people in it. It seems to be escalating through these, but certainly cashing in on the 90210 and the, the Melrose Place success. Looking at um, Aaron Spelling, you, you wouldn't think that there would have to be, and it wasn't just Aaron Spelling, it was Darren Starr who used to do a lot of these and he do spin-offs. So I was just, as I had one eye on the, on the research as I was talking as well. So it was uh, Darren Starr did quite a bit of the uh, spin-off stuff and he'd, he'd be doing the writing and, and stuff in behind and Aaron Spelling would be the executive producer. Now, I've got to ask the question because I'm probably not in the game. I just need to know when executive producer that is, so to me, somebody's producer who produces it, the executive producer does, and I'll go to you for that, Stacey, so I know, um, and then uh, maybe a listener might know as well because I, I don't, certainly don't. Once was school podcast at gmail.com. <laughs> well, you know, it's different uh, in television uh, shows as it would be, to news for example i'm listed as, as an executive producer on our newscast that basically just means i oversee, <laughs> I oversee the newscast every day and you know i help build it i'm involved in it when it comes to television shows like that especially with aaron spelling at that point it probably just meant that it had to have his seal of approval that he could make any decisions that he wanted for the scripts for the acting for the scenes you know it, it just gave him that Close, not that he created it, but yeah, he could just do whatever he wanted, basically, I think. And it means different things, uh, different shows, different people, different movies. So it's really kind of one of those open titles, but it generally means somebody who's kind of oversees a little bit of everything. Mm. Okay. So do you do you do that as well? Just come in and go, that's not going to be on, or that's not going to be on. I want Dave and we over here. Careful <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, what you wish for. We like termites and never get beat rid of us and then we bring the corporation down. I don't know how well, you're going to make it happen, but make it happen. <laughs> I'd like to think that I don't quite, uh, you know, act that way as a manager, but, you know, there's been days where sometimes you got to put your foot down, but I don't think I've ever come in and, you know, been at that quite, quite level, so. 
or, or, ask, or ask for us. Not yet. Specifically. <laughs> or, or specifically. <laughs> yeah, either of them. All right, so the next one is a few years later and not related to any of the 90210 sort of um, fame. And you guys, I know, said you didn't know much about it. And to be perfectly honest, I only know the name. I knew it ran for a long time because it, it always seemed to be on TV. Uh, and that was Seventh Heaven. Um, Seventh Heaven was a, uh, I think it was a series about a preacher or a, a pastor or some sort of person who had his own congregation. Uh, yeah, a Protestant minister living in the fictional town of Glen Oak, California. Um, there's people who have been in this whose name you may not remember, but you would know their face if you've seen them before. Okay. You know, I know nothing about this. Uh, I, I mean, I the title, same thing with Models Inc., but I would, it's just not a subject I think that would have interested me to watch, mm-hmm. yep. uh, you know, just for the premise of it. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I, you know, I, I can't offer really any input other than I know the title. I'm not even sure who the stars were. Well, Stephen, uh, Stephen Collins, who was in it, who's also been in um, a couple of other shows as well. Um, I know he was in, he's been in It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, um, but none of you people, none of no one seems to watch that except for me. Um, oh yes, Charlie Day. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's a great. Show. Yeah. It's one of it the greatest great shows show. there is. But it's like I say, and every time I mention it, it's not for the faint of heart. Um, <laughs> it had um, Jessica um, Jessica Beale, who's now Justin Timberlake's wife. Um, it was the right, start absolutely. of her, and she turned up in a few. Um, she turned up in a few action movies. I seem to think. Um, I saw another name down here. Ashley Simpson was in it. Um, and now that you say, say and, Jessica and Hayley, Hayley Duff as well, Hillary's sister. Right. And, and you mentioning Jessica Beale. now I remember. I think that was her big break, was it not? That's what it was. kind of her, yes, yeah. It was, and then I think she went on from that to do um, – uh, Blade Trinity or something like that, which was a movie that was well and truly as far away as you could get from Seventh Heaven, which was a, um, yeah. a, a, a vampire hunting badass, awesome, basically. Awesome movie. It was, awesome it was. But, yeah, they people in there who have gone on to do other sorts of um, shows as well. And it was a show that... Um, uh, you know, it went for 11 seasons, so it was on and it was popular. And I know it was on in Australia. I know I remember seeing that it was on, but it was never a show that I actually had much to do with. Um, I thought you, when I put it in the list, I thought you guys might have heard of it, but obviously not. Great choice. Um, well done. It was, it was more, <laughs> it was, uh, I think it was more wholesome. I was, uh, you know, it's more that really family, sit together type of, no, and it was, when it sort of came out, I wasn't really, into that sort of stuff. So, yeah, great choice again. I just want to put that out there. Well, it was popular and it was a more popular show than you'll ever be, mate. So no, just stick with that. It's not true. Anyway, last one. So moving on from what was obviously a flop of uh, Seventh Heaven because it created no conversation at all, um, was the return of Shannon Doherty and Alyssa Milano as well, uh, oh. who had been in one of the other shows that I looked at recently was... Um, Melrose Place. She turned up as someone's younger sister in Melrose Place after doing um, Who's the Boss and Who's the Boss? other such things, um, was Charmed. And the original series of Charmed, which um, was uh, probably one of the last uh, Aaron Spelling shows that I remember that hit it big. Uh, it finished in 2007, which was uh, 2006, and I think Aaron Spelling died that same year. Still yeah, doing reruns was- today. 
Is it? And, and I think they are also doing a reboot of Charmed, are they not? I think it is. I think it's already out on the on the well, for you guys to be on some one of the cable channels. We only have one over here, and it's on that. So um, it might be on Netflix or Amazon or one of those ones as well. It, it's definitely around. It's been going for. I think it's done its first series. I'm not sure if it's done more. Well, and there was a lot of drama around the castmates, and even now, just recently, there's been a Twitter feud. Uh, but Alyssa Milano actually started it and talking about how um, certain people on set were, you know, they hated that some of these actors actually appear to have chemistry. And then you used to air. But Charm was a really interesting concept itself. I didn't watch every episode, mm. but... Oh, it's, it's it's a cool little show with something different and you know i think maybe aaron at the time was ready for something else away from the whole you know reality of all the drama and the serious issues and you know well, switch to to this show i remember that in um after the way that shannon doherty left 90210 there was always talk around her being starring in charmed because they'd had such a rocky relationship and they'd yeah. seemed to be Prepared. But she then left under a bit of controversy as well in, I don't know which series it was, but, um, and then brought in um, Rose McGowan as um, like a yeah. half sister or a cousin or something like that as well. But interestingly, in the list of credits is um, Kaylee Kuoko, Kuoko, the one that was in Big Bang Theory yeah. and How I Met Your, um, not How I Met Your Mother, what was the other one? Uh, the one that um, John Ritter was in that he died on the set. Um, oh, yes. The Teenage Daughter that. Rules or. Eight, um, eight simple rules for dating one. my daughter. Yeah, yes. that's the one. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's got her listed in there. I don't know what her part of it was, but, um, yeah, she seemed to be in it as well. Um, but it was a show that I seemed to watch a fair bit of and I don't really know why I did because it was around that sort of time. I think it was along the, the same sort of lines as um, Buffy the Vampire Slayer and uh, yeah. it came hot on the heels of that and Angel uh, where those mm. sorts of shows seemed to be a little bit bigger. Coming through, coming through around that time, there was a bit of the supernaturally type stuff, and I think this is where how he got onto his his type of show for that. But I I looked at Buffy and Angel um, probably more as a, a sort of a masculine type um, show where Charmed was more female orientated. But can I say I have watched some of the reruns because it is rerunning at the moment and it's on, I can't even tell you what channel it's on, but I do watch a, a couple of seasons of it's not overly awesome. It's it's probably not bad acting for what it was, but, you know, the special effects are obviously not great because of when it was made. But it was it's, it's actually not a bad sort of show. It's actually quite, um, quite, quite good and it's one of those shows that you probably need to watch a season to get and it, it has that whole season-long background show going on in it and, and overtones. So... Uh, for what it is and for, you know, watching a, a retro show, I don't mind watching watching a couple of episodes of that. Still liked um, probably Buffy and um, Angel a bit better, but yeah, we're not talking about that. No, 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 we're not. But we should because they were great shows as well. I mean, mm. I'd be quite happy to do a couple of episodes on that. Well, and, you know, you get into talking about these shows and it really kind of 
as we've been talking triggers about other shows and other, um, you know, pop culture that was on at the time. And I think that Charmed came in just at the right time for the audience that it was looking for. And uh, just the concept of it. And like you said, it was really that genre that was big at the time. And I would really actually be interested to see, and I probably will now look for it and try and watch what it's like today. And maybe it's one of those that they could actually make successful because of the premise of the original. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I guess, I, I, and I think, I believe, one of the original actresses, um, Holly Marie Combs. Is oh, yeah. In the She's movie. my favorite. Yeah. And I'm not sure if you watched her in uh, Pretty Little Liars when she was on that uh, no. show. But I, I mean, it's one of those teen shows. But again, I got into it and it was a guilty pleasure for me. I really think that you should uh, should check it out because I think that if you liked her in Charmed and if you liked her in general, you would really like Pretty Little Liars. I think well. I watched the first series. Is that the one where somebody named a or something is sending them letters or something. Yes. Is that that one? Yes. And you really kind of have to let yourself get into it and appreciate it for what it is. But, but I really, it's one of those, I, again, it's a guilty pleasure. It's one of those shows that I think that, <laughs> that you would probably enjoy. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Something worth giving a go. Yeah. So I guess that really brings us to the end of the list that I've got. I don't know if there's any others that um, you guys wanted to talk about. Um, certainly, if you're listening out there and you think there's one of the the great um, Aaron Spelling shows that we've missed, let us know. Um, once was cool podcast gmail dot com or reach out to us on Facebook. Uh, once when I was cool, um, Stacy. Any others that come to mind? Anything else you'd like to say? You know, I had a look when you talked about that we were going to do this show and, and you look at his uh, biography, basically, starting from when he started out in acting and then he was writing and then he was directing. And, you know, he really just was an amazing man. And there's probably some people who won't know his name and his body of work, but mm -hmm. my goodness, it was just really impressive to see everything that he he did. And I mean, the legacy and the wealth that he created, I mean, outside of the actual body of work that he did. I mean, let's talk about his house. I mean, it's still listed. He doesn't own it or his wife doesn't own it anymore, but it's still listed as one of the, uh, I believe the biggest um, family dwelling in North America. So, you know, it had a well, bowling alley and worth 150 million, I believe at the time he built it. So just, it's a big you know, bowling alley. <laughs> well, the house was worth 150 million, but imagine the secret rooms in there. That'd be awesome. Mm, the treasure. To think, of, to think of the money that all these shows created. I mean, it's just mind blowing. For I would like to live like that for a day, just to see what it's like. And, and maybe that was the attraction of his shows, right? Is you could put yourself into the shoes of these people and try and imagine what it would be like, good or bad, to live like these people for a day. Mm. Yeah, yeah, exactly right. And, and, and you know, uh, and it was entertaining. That was the thing in the time. It, it was entertainment and it was, there was so much, um, there was so much escapist, uh, escapism in there that you could watch, which is, you know, what you want to watch television for is to be able to lose yourself in the story and be able to sort of get on with it. But even, you know, even the shows that we've covered in the last episode and this one, there's such an array of um, variety for different people, for different different sort of genres, for different things that you wanted to see. Um, Wee, anything else you wanted to say on that? Uh, look, I totally agree with what Stacey was saying. The other, the other thing, I, I want to put to you guys, has there been a, a producer, an executive producer or somebody else like him since or alongside of him during that, looking at his his bio and what he's created and been part of? Well, Stephen, I, I, Stephen, is it Cannell or Cannell? Stephen, Stephen J. Cannell used to do a lot of those mystery sorts of murder she type shows, but I don't think he had nearly as much work as um, 
as uh, Aaron Spelling had created. So I'm not really sure. He's the only other one that sort of springs to mind for me. Well, you know, we mentioned Darren Starr earlier who had worked with Aaron Spelling yeah. and Darren's gone on to do a lot of like he was the one responsible for Sex in the City, which obviously oh, was okay. a huge, huge success. Right. They did the mm. I think it was six seasons in two movies. Yeah. And he's also um, got a show on now. It's called Younger. Uh, well, I started watching a little bit. It wasn't really my thing, but um, he's really going. Tammy, really. My wife, Tammy, watches that. And she really enjoys it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and he really has kind of kept on going, uh, not to the extent that Aaron was, but obviously working under somebody like Aaron Spelling, you know, you probably have the best teacher you could ask for when yeah. it comes to creating television. And I know that Darren has gone on to do a lot of, of bigger and better things. So that's the only really name that, that would come to my mind. Okay. Super. All right. What well, about you, Dave? No, not really. I think I created the list, so I'm pretty happy that I've covered everything I wanted to talk about. So uh, that's you know, we got a little bit sidetracked on a couple of the things, but uh, that's that's the way we roll, so we don't try to. And um, we, I think if nothing else, we uncovered just how much uh, Stacey loves Dallas. Um, <laughs> so if you guys uh, have nothing more to add, Stacey, thank you again so much for joining us. It's always a pleasure, always good fun to, uh, to have you here. We really enjoy it. Um, stay warm. Um, <laughs> well, you know, honestly, I have to say thank you to you guys because this is really fun for me to discuss the topics that we've discussed and even to listen to the show. So you do have more than one listener, just so you know. <laughs> yeah. like, we like to I think so. <laughs> Shout out to Shaniqua. I, Shout out to Shaniqua. Yeah, thank you for I that. Um, yeah, you know, I do listen because the topics are are near and dear to my heart and I've got some friends listening to and great. and. Uh, you know, so I think you guys are going to be big in Canada as we keep going. So, okay. you know, we'll try to, not to. When we're allowed to, to travel, we'll uh, we'll make we'll we'll put it on the budget to come and visit sometime. Publicity tour. Try not to let your you know your egos get too big. No, I, <laughs> there's, there, well, <laughs> we know what we're peddling. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, on that note, Stacey, thank you again so much. We thank you again, Simon. Um, thanks, mate, and we will talk to you soon. Thanks for listening in. Thanks for telling a friend. Thanks for coming back. All right. Thanks, guys. Talk soon. Thanks, Dave. Thanks, Stacey. Thank you.